0: Hello and Happy New Year. You are through to the PR Department podcast and this is your host Katie Brayden and this is episode 27 and today we're going to be talking all about um, crisis PR. Um, so, I mean, you probably know, but if you don't, I record my episodes quite far in advance. Um, as you can imagine, having a podcast, even though I post bi-weekly, and doing all of my other PR stuff is quite the challenge. Um, so where I can, I kind of bulk record episodes so that I can be really consistent, um, but it just means that... Sometimes I am not like on the pulse when it comes to like trending topics so I'm gonna be touching on a trending topic today but by the time this is posted which will be like early Jan 2023, hello 2023, um, it will feel like very done. Um However, The topic and the gist of this episode is not to discuss the drama and the circumstances to discuss crisis PR, so is still relevant, I feel, anyway. Um, So... Yeah, I wanted to discuss crisis PR because I have never had it come up so many times in different conversations with different people, like multiple, multiple times in the last month. So many people have asked me about crisis PR and commented on it. It's been crazy. And it's been because of, drumroll, the Balenciaga scandal. Um, Obviously... I'm not going to go into this too deeply because I feel like it's been covered in every which way possible. Like by this point, you would literally have to have been living under a rock to not know like what has happened at least like on the surface so in a nutshell um Balenciaga posted their Christmas campaign that had children in it and the children were shot surrounded by gifts um or like you know things that weren't necessarily relevant to them and they were holding bears that were dressed in BDSM gear and obviously I mean common sense will tell you that people were not impressed by these images this kind of sparks, like, the opening of a can of worms and people started delving into their other campaigns that had come of recent, like, the Adidas collab that was shot in, like, an office. Um, and they started delving into the props and what was contained in those images, um, which were, like, various documents laid on a table, you know, various books in the background, which all kind of centre around, like, um child sex pedophilia lots of things that just should not be correlated to any sort of like leading fashion campaign or fashion campaign campaign full stop um so yeah as you can imagine it was an absolute disaster for Balenciaga to say the least um obviously because of social media Platforms such as TikTok, when something like this happened, like it blows up, and I mean, if you're lucky, it lasts like a couple of days and then die out. This has not died out. This has not died out. Sorry, this has basically like picked up speed and turned into an absolute tsunami to the point where now. If you're trying to buy Balenciaga stuff, a lot of it is heavily discounted. Um, People have been going into stores where they've had like Balenciaga tables where the bags are just like all thrown together and you can get them at like a discounted price. Um, A lot of people have been selling their Balenciaga stuff. I mean, I have to drop this in here because I feel really smug about it. But I sold all of my Balenciaga things about a year ago because um, it was really annoying me how like trend based the stuff was that i had bought and because it's trend-based and not kind of like classic pieces um the the amount of people who had fakes of the say like the bag or the shoes that I had it kind of made it lose value for me and not because I, I have nothing against fakes like I do not care that people have fakes but it just meant that everything was where everyone was wearing the same thing as me like if you walk around where I live like Liverpool up north everybody was wearing Balenciaga tracks and most of them were fake but it just made me not want to wear them because I want to be different. <laughs> and that is the crux of the matter um like you know I've shopped vintage and I've shopped like you know kind of more unique uh independent designers for the majority of my adult life because the thrill that I get from shopping is finding something that I think is really unique and special because I like the hunt like that's what I like about fashion so when I have something that's like really mass market um I don't like it anymore and that's just how my brain works. So there we go, little insight into how I shop people, you welcome. Um, But yeah, I sold all my Balenciaga stuff Um, and I'm so glad, I'm so smug that I did that because now I would have a job getting rid of it. Let's not talk about my Yeezy stuff because I'm still trying to sell those. Um, Yeah, very upset about that. Anyway, so obviously off the back of this Balenciaga scandal, we then have the reaction of um, the media, the people associated with the brand, the creative director, Kim Kardashian, having just been the face of Kanye, having just opened the runway show for Balenciaga this past season. You know, you get all of these statements starting to happen. And this is what really sparked this kind of like idea for this episode in my mind, because The crux of this episode is that most of the time when brands bring in a crisis PR management team, okay, so let me just stop really quickly and just explain what a crisis management team is. So crisis management is like a very specific, let's call her the elbow of PR, like it's a very specific um part of PR and it's kind of like in the industry everyone pretends that you have to have like specific like crisis PR training or you have to have like crisis PR experience to claim that you can do crisis PR um i mean the only way that i can think to explain it is kind of like first aid training like do you have it yes or no like it's not something that you can like blunder your way through you know that's how it's viewed in the industry um which I disagree with but let's come on to my opinion later on so basically what happens is you have your regular PR team and you might have like one or two people in that team depending on how big it is and how much money you have that have crisis PR experience right and when you're interviewing for PR jobs they always ask you like do you have crisis PR experience are you first aid trained essentially in the world of PR um and they're because that is like something that is quite a commodity i do not know why again i'll come on to my opinion later let's just explain what crisis pr is keep on track katie seriously um i haven't even had a coffee recently i do not know why my brain is doing this um so when a crisis happens most of the time people who can afford it so for example valenciaga will then bring in a specialist crisis pr team so, these crisis PR teams are usually teams that work outside of your regular PR team because obviously you don't need crisis PR 24 7, or hopefully you don't. Um, and usually you will have like an entire crisis PR team who have come from like a crisis PR agency to come in and basically firefight. So, they just take care of the scandal at hand, and that is their sole purpose and job. So, on to my opinion. I don't think this works. Like, nine times out of ten, I would even go as far as to say 99% of the time, I don't think this works. The reason for this is because it's not the 1950s anymore, and I don't think that there is a one-size-fits-all crisis management strategy that can be applied to every fire, like PR fire. Like, if you go in as a crisis PR agency, you'll kind of have like a step by step, this is how we are going to manage it. And I honestly think with every crisis, it requires different tact and a different strategy. So when you bring in a specific crisis PR management team, they're going to tackle it always in like the same way. And it always, to me, feels very corporate. Um, And I think that is a huge problem in this day and age when you're dealing with platforms like TikTok that are so tactile and so fast moving, that corporate crisis management makes it worse because it's almost like dehumanized and people can read that you've gone into crisis mode, which makes it worse. Like you're basically adding fuel to the fire. Um, I was discussing this with someone the other day and they were basically saying that they had their own experience with a crisis PR agency. And even the fact that the crisis PR agency was in the room in this particular meeting that they were talking about, they said it made it worse because then even the people who worked in-house at the brand were panicking because the crisis PR agency was there. Like, how can you handle a situation in, like, a calm, level-headed, like, you know, truthful way when you've got... (laughs) A crisis p r agency on the case. it's almost like you know, again, adding fuel to the fire. It's just it doesn't make any sense to me. um to me, the way to um approach every situation is listen, read the room, and respond truthfully. Like I think that is the core of handling a crisis also. I said this the other day and I'll say it again, I stick by it. I think any PR who went through COVID, went through BLM, you know, all of these really significant, like, cultural and social events, you can do crisis PR, like, 100%. Like, if you walk into an interview in the next six months and they say, do you do crisis PR, you will say yes because if you can handle those kind of events on that scale, which we all did and got through it, then you can do crisis PR like and I will not hear otherwise. You do not need to go on a crisis PR course. We've had real hand in the field experience. Whenever anyone asks me if I can do crisis PR, the answer is yes, because of that reason. Anyway, um, I think we're really past the stage in PR and in our society where brands and people of power can say whatever they want, spin a story, And people take it as face value. Like, oh, well, Balenciaga said it wasn't that way. So we believe them. Like, that is not the society we live in anymore. Thanks to TikTok. Because you have people kind of delving into things and finding the truth of the matter. And because we have social media, there's so much content and information for people to pull from. It's very easy for people to find the truth, even if the companies do not want to tell you what the truth is. So people are long gone away, so far removed from the fact of, oh, this is the company's statement, this is gospel. That's not how it works. So if you bring a crisis PR team in to put out a statement, which you still need to do, but it cannot be, this is the statement and then that's the end of the matter. Coming back to kind of what my version of crisis PR is, which is listen, read the room and respond truthfully, you know you might put out that statement but then you have to be ready to respond and you have to be ready to listen and you have to be ready to be honest like you know these are how we kind of like move through these situations um with kind of like as much damage control as possible and this is where i think crisis pr just doesn't get it um i think that any kind of brand like official brand messaging so like Danma's statement, the creative director like Kim Kardashian's statement, the brand like owner's statement, they all have to make sense to the person and the situation and it has to be done in an empathetic way which holds full accountability and I think without that these statements don't work and again it makes things worse so something that really um highlighted to me that with the Balenciaga situation in particular a crisis PR team had been brought in was that so Demma put out a statement Balenciaga's creative director and I haven't seen or heard a lot of um Demma speaking you know like I've seen a lot of his like written statements like after he's done shows and things so I kind of know how he writes like his style but not how he speaks but when I read his statement immediately I was like that's not Demma like immediately and the reason for that was because Kim Kardashian had put out her statement it must have been like a few days prior and they were both written exactly the same so they both had you know the very American like period like full stop period full stop in that format both statements included that which I thought a was a really weird thing for Kim Kardashian to include but not unbelievable I mean if she did put in there that in there I would be like okay maybe Kim did say that Um, But we've seen enough and heard enough from Kim to know how she speaks and how she kind of writes things. And to me, that felt off. But for Demma to then have it in his statement as well, I was like, guys, this was written by a Crisis PR. And it was like the same person as well, like the same person wrote it, and clearly has no idea about like, Tone of voice, or like how these things need to be written in the style and voice of the person saying it, obviously. So then we've already lost my sort of third pillar of crisis PR, which is like responding in a truthful way, like authentically, empathetically, with accountability. It's not accountability if somebody else writes your statement, full stop, period, as they would say. It was just a really, really weird, weird thing that just didn't sit right with me. But that was the moment where I realised. This has been written by someone else. And I'm actually surprised that more people didn't pick up on that. Like, I know, obviously, my I have more of a trained eye. But I'm surprised there wasn't any TikTok videos about that. Because to me, it was so obvious. Um, and at the time, obviously, whilst well, even now, everybody's eyes were on this scandal unfolding. So I'm surprised that more people didn't react to that. But that was just my personal opinion. Um, so... When it comes to, you know, the people who were working on this campaign, Demma, Balenciaga, it then comes round to like, so how do they make this better? And it comes back to accountability. And what does accountability look like? So one thing that has really given me a great lesson in crisis PR again I do not believe you need to go on a course for it you just need to watch the um the 2016 to 2018 YouTube beauty drama unfold and then you'll basically have all of the tools and um things that you need to be a good crisis PR um so after the kind of fallout on beauty YouTube as I just referenced You know we've had a lot of YouTuber scandals over the years and we've seen people try to get themselves out of it and make it better but there was only one statement that ever really touched a chord with me and I thought bloody hell that's good and it really kind of like as you as they would say on TikTok like altered my brain chemistry in that moment when it came to statements in crisis PR and it was from an influencer called Manny MUA um, if I'm remembering correctly and He basically said, Like, I take accountability and obviously I'm working on myself and I'm gonna make these changes. But he that wasn't the good bit, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) But he went on to say I understand if you don't want to follow me right now and you don't wanna see me and you don't want to engage with my content, but I hope that you come back in a year's time, five years' time. And see my growth and see my change, and see that the things that I am holding myself accountable for, I have put the effort in and grown from and like learned from. And maybe then you'll come back. And I thought that really is like what accountability looks like. You like, there is nothing you can do in the moment to change, but all you can say to followers, subscribers, customers is like, i hear you and these are the things that i'm gonna do watch me do them and then hopefully i will show my accountability like over the coming years and in everything i do for the rest of my life like that's what holding yourself accountable looks like so in the circumstance of this balenciaga scandal I don't know honestly because of how big the company is like this isn't a founder owned company like Balenciaga is not independent they're owned by uh, a parent slash umbrella company they also all uh, they also own like Gucci, Tom Ford you know lots of other brands big 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 brands so I don't know what accountability is going to look like for them because what can they do I think immediately what they can do is get rid of their creative director. Like, my first prediction would be that Demner is going to go. However, I will say, I thought Demma was going to go after the last show. Um, and this was before any of this happened and Balenciaga was, like, ruling the world. After I saw the Demma's, like, creative notes for his last runway show, it just seemed very kind of half-arsed in a way. Um, and it felt like he'd kind of run out of things to say and he'd run out of ideas and it felt weird. And I actually commented on someone's TikTok that covered the show and the notes and everything saying, I feel like he's not going to be creative director next season. Now, I really don't think he's going to be creative director next season because if they're going to inject newness and a change in tide to Balenciaga they're going to have to appoint a new person to head that up and lead that and I think that is the only way where maybe they're going to be able to like start clawing themselves back from this um so from what I have seen I think uh Kim Kardashian at this stage it looks like she's cut ties with them not in any big like grandiose way it seems to be very quiet um, so another sort of question that I had on my notes was when it comes to cutting ties with a brand for like the faces of and people who have worked with them, like what does that look like and when should you do it? So we've seen it happen tons this year with like Kanye in particular is a really good example Um Well, I say good example, awful example of like his situation with Adidas and Gap like and cutting ties and how public that was. Um, You know, Adidas's response to Kanye's, um, you know, stuff, let's call it, that he was saying in the media, they were criticized for taking so long to cut ties with him when other brands were a lot faster. So like Gap was straight off the mark. They cut ties straight away um Adidas really dragged their heels. Um but obviously when it comes to somebody like Kim Kardashian who is the face of Balenciaga, and obviously from her perspective, she, you know, is extremely proud to have been able to get that position. Like we know where Kim comes from. We know that, you know, bless her, she was never invited to anything and now she's so honoured. Like everything she does in fashion is such a gift. Like, you know, you can tell she really values these positions and she doesn't want to give them up. So for her Cutting ties with Balenciaga is not something I imagined would be a snap decision for her. However, I do think she was slow off the mark in this matter. And I do also think that she was massively scapegoated because she was one of the first ones to put out a statement on this from Balenciaga. So I feel like they threw her to the lions a little bit. And I think she's ended up like kind of slowly, quietly, like edging off her contract anyway. So... I feel like she took that on the chin for absolutely no reason. Um, obviously, she was going to get a bit of flack because she was the face of and so involved with them, and also she is a mother, so people would expect her to have, you know, the kids' best interests at heart. Um, that the the truth of the matter is, there's no right or wrong um, way to do this. There's no like cookie cutter answer. Um, I'm I just kind of wanted to cover that because I know like cutting ties, both from brand's perspective and from um, like faces of influencers who've worked with brands perspective when it's the other way around like how do you go about that and the answer is there's there's no right answer um you know when we come back to like the youtube beauty scandals that i touched on earlier which is a really good example of like crisis pr in motion um a lot of the brands cut ties with the influencers straight away like from i don't know if you remember but All of the big influencers had like their Morphe codes like turned off like instantly. Um, You know, like Morphe products instantly they were like pulled out of stores. So yeah, there's lots of examples that we can look back at in history that shows us like what is a good example and a bad example. But I, as like I said earlier, I don't think it's ever the same twice. So that's just my opinion on that think it's also important to say and to touch on that no matter what you do when it comes to a crisis you're never going to get it a hundred percent right so we live in a world where when we're on social media and we're operating on these platforms again tiktok i keep coming back to it but it's you know it's so prevalent in what we're dealing with you you kind of go from being in front of even with Instagram like if something happened on Instagram you're basically in front of the amount of people who follow you so if you have like a million followers a million people will probably be aware and see and interact with your statement which is still a lot of people but it's nothing compared to TikTok like Your statement can be in front of people that you've never had an interaction with before. They're not your customers. They're not even following you. But yet you're being judged. So you're cast out onto the world stage. Especially if it is a massive crisis like this Balenciaga one. So you're never going to get it right. Like when you're talking to that many people, you're talking to the masses and there's no way that you're going to resonate and connect with everybody in a positive way. There are always going to be negative critiques at some stage, but I think it's how you deal with those and how you react to those is how you are successful in a crisis, especially like a crisis PR situation. Um, So I've just put in my notes, like dealing with a huge crisis PR is like dealing with um, the sea. Like it comes in waves. If the current changes, the whole wave can fall in another direction. And this is what the court of opinion looks like. So, you know, with crisis PR, you're basically dealing with the court of public opinion and that can shift and change in an instant, you know, a person can put out one video, whether it be factually correct or not, and the tide can change. Like, Balenciaga has gone from being one of the most desirable brands. Hello? Can you just tell that I've spoken for 25 minutes straight with, like, basically no break, and that now my brain is like, stop it. (laughs) So Balenciaga has gone from being one of the most desirable brands in the world to being the bottom of the pile. Like, you know, and am I saying they didn't bring this on themselves? No, it is entirely their fault. But court of public opinion, like, you know, you really do vote with your dollar and people have proven that if they are not happy with something and you do not resolve it, you're going down. Um, So yeah, that's why I think coming back to like my kind of how I approach crisis PR, the listening part is so important because you can't just talk as the brand, out to the masses, the masses on masses, especially on TikTok, and then just close off and not expect there to be responses and criticisms and opinions. It's how you deal with them. But also, in saying that, it's really important to decipher what you respond to and what you don't. I think where some people go wrong is they respond to everything. So, you know once they've tried to sort of rectify a situation they're then responding to every negative comment you know stitching videos like trying to fight every single battle a huge part of getting crisis pr right is knowing when to talk about it and when not sometimes when there's something going on on a lower level um you know like it hasn't hit masses but it's definitely the negative sort of waves are swirling by somebody who has a large following say a brand or an influencer who is sort of in the firing line by them talking about it they actually raise the issue to far many far more people than it's actually reaching at current stage so you always have to decide whether you're going to talk about it or not because you're essentially fueling the fire again by doing that but You also have to be ready to have a conversation. So coming back to the crux of this video, this is why I think crisis PR agencies do not work because as we are delving into different elements of this, like I think it's apparent that it's so sensitive and it really does matter on a case-by-case basis how you handle every single little thing. And I think just having someone who is really empathetic and ready to hold themselves accountable And being truthful, that is the only way that you're going to know how to react, when to react, who to react to, what to say. Like, that is the only, only way through. Otherwise, it could turn into a nightmare, as it has for Balenciaga. Sorry to them. So I honestly think as well that not saying anything in a crisis is nine times out of ten when it has gotten to that mass stage not when as the the point that I talked about previous to this when it's kind of like a small level thing and by talking about it you're drawing more attention to it no this is when it's like a mass thing like the Balenciaga crisis not saying anything is always worse um I've just put in my notes and I'm just going to read it because I think it really sums up the point very well but I've said stick to what's right and what's in your heart what's truthful you can't hide and you can't lie but you also have to accept that not everybody is going to love or agree with your statement and what you're saying or what you're doing and that just comes back to the how to show accountability like all you can say is the truth and then prove your accountability over the rest of your life like that is the crux of it and it's not going to happen instantly and not everybody is going to be on your side um so yeah I think I've covered like most of the areas of crisis PR um a lot of my obviously a lot of this is my thoughts um and opinions um obviously there are crisis PRs out there who I'm sure are damn good at their jobs but obviously I'm just talking about the sector in general um and how it's played out specific to this Balenciaga scandal um so I hope maybe you've learned something today um and it's been helpful and thought-provoking um and I will see you guys on the next one